What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture at Spotlight, a podcast about the movie Buffalo and Shirley. But first, let's talk about the movie Buffalo. Here's a quick synopsis. Peg Dahl is a hustler from Buffalo, New York, who will do anything to make money fast, and she becomes a debt collector and ends up getting herself and her family into trouble. This movie is so good, and it stars Zoe Deutsch, a name you should definitely know by now. I mean, she might be the funniest actress working today. She was so good in the romantic comedy, set it up with Glenn Powell, and she she basically stole the sequel to Zombieland Double Tap. I mean, she is seriously funny. And this is the first movie I've ever actually seen her where she has to carry it. She's in basically every scene of this film. I think she's given the almost impossible task of making you like a character that's not easy to root for. I just think she delivers one of the best performances of the year. I just think she thrives in comedies like Why Him and even Dirty Grandpa. She steals some scenes in that. She's so good at comedy, but she's not like Christian Wig funny where she's hiding in these characters. I think it's basically her being herself, which is funny. She's the lead of these films. She's the lead of Set It Up. She's the lead of Buffalo. I think overall she just has like a weird comedic persona. And I think if there is a parallel between this film, Buffalo, and Set It Up is that she's playing these characters who really want to be successful. In Set It Up, she's sick of being a personal assistant. And in this, she's sick of living in Buffalo and not being rich. She's playing these characters who are trying to be successful, but also are trying to do it in very different ways. Another actor in this film is stand-up comic Jermaine Fowler. And when I first saw his stand-up special, I thought he was one of the funniest people on earth. And now I realize he's also a really good actor. He's in this film, and he's also one of the best friends in the film, Sorry to Bother You, which was one of the most underrated films of 2018. Yes, it got a lot of critical acclaim, but I don't think enough people have seen that film. I mean, I'm really rooting for Fowler to become a household name. I mean, his next film project is in the Coming to America sequel with Eddie Murphy. There is a pretty good chance that this guy becomes a superstar, and I think he's deserving of that. I think he's hilarious. In this film, he plays the love interest with Zoe Deutsch, and it's funny because he's the lawyer who puts her in prison, and later on, he's her boyfriend. I think that's a premise I've never quite seen in a movie before. I also think there's a weird parallel between his performance and this film and his performance in Sorry to Bother You. and Sorry to Bother You, he's mad at his friend Lakeith Stanfield for being a sellout, and in Buffalo, he's mad at Zoe Deutsch's character Peg for being a quote-unquote criminal. I mean, he is this person, he are, he's playing these characters who are let down by the people he cares about. It's also interesting that the two movies I've seen him in have not been like slapstick comedies. Like, he's not trying to be in silly comedies. I think Sorry to Bother You and Buffalo are a about things. I also thought he was really good in the Pete Holmes show crashing. Like, I just think this is a guy you should keep track of because I think he's going to be a star. And I hope that the Eddie Murphy film Coming to America 2 is a huge success and Jermaine Fowler is a big part of it. I really, I'm rooting for this guy. I think the one performance in this movie that is completely bonkers is from Jai Courtney. Now, you might know him as Captain Boomerang from Suicide Squad and he also kind of stole that movie. Like, his character 
character in that is not in that film enough, but he is hilarious when he is on screen. And in this, he does a brilliant Buffalo accent, and he is also the perfect villain for this movie. The scenes between him and Zoe Deutsch are completely nuts. Like, he's going for it. I think he's become known for those blockbuster films. Like, he was in one of the Terminator films. Of course, he was in Suicide Squad. He was also in Divergent. This is the first film where I watch, and it's really about the performance, and he delivers probably the best one of his career thus far. He's totally unrecognizable in the film. Judy Greer is in the movie. She plays Zoe Deutsch's mom. And I think her faith in the character of Peg really helps you, the audience, care about Peg. Because she doesn't have a lot of redeeming qualities. But because her mom and her brother care about her, you kind of care about her. I think that really helps the movie move along. I think if you don't have that character, you don't quite care about the main character of the movie. If you don't care about the main character of this movie, it doesn't work at all. Also, it doesn't hurt that Judy Greer is a phenomenal actress. I mean, she's been in the George Clooney movies, Free Kings, and The Descendants, and she's also, of course, in Ant-Man with Paul Rudd. She's just tremendous in any film that she does. Overall, I think the film Buffalo is hilarious. It's fast-paced. In a weird way, it reminded me of Wolf of Wall Street. They are both films about con artists. Doll might be a fictional character and more likable than Jordan Belfort, but like him, will do almost anything anything to get rich. Making movies about people who will do anything to get ahead of other people are fascinating. It's why it continues to be interesting. It's like ever since Wall Street came out with Charlie Sheen and Michael Douglas, we continue to make movies about people who will do anything to get rich. I mean, the movie kind of explores this idea about how some people are fine living a normal life and just being fine, like Dahl's brother, J.J., in the movie played by Noah Reed. He's just happy owning his bar. He doesn't want to be super successful, but his sister Peg will do anything to get rich and move out of Buffalo and be quote-unquote successful. Like, money to her equals success. They argue about this idea of being just fine. She's somebody who doesn't want to be fine. She wants to be super successful. Also, in another weird way, the movie kind of reminded me about The Big Short. The Big Short is about the housing crisis and how they took advantage advantage of that. It's a subject matter that not a lot of people understand. I didn't quite know the business of being a debt collector. I have never seen a movie about a debt collector like this one. It's really kind of a scam. You convince an old lady to give you a lot of money. You are ruining other people's lives, like in the movie The Big Short, to get ahead and get rich. That's what the Zoe Deutsch character is doing throughout this film. I mean, she convinces herself that she'll do it another way, but it's really the business of being a debt collector that is shady not the people who are doing it it's like the system of it is corrupt. I also think the parallel between all three films The Wolf of Wall Street, Buffalo, and The Big Short is the use of comedy to teach you about these subjects. There is no way I would watch a movie about a debt collector and learn about this subject if it weren't comedic. It wouldn't have been entertaining. I kind of think I actually learned a little something watching Buffalo the same way I learned about Wolf of Wall Street, the same way I learned about The Big Short. I mean, you learn about the housing crisis, you learn about Wall Street, why 
watching these funny movies because you're being entertained. You're also getting something from it. I wouldn't watch a boring movie about a dude from Wall Street, but with Leonardo DiCaprio being funny, I'll watch a movie about that subject. With Zoe Deutsch being hilarious, I'll watch a movie about a debt collector. You'll pay more closely attention to comedy learning about a subject than you would about a dull drama. At the end of the day, Buffaloed is a funny, entertaining movie that doesn't take itself too seriously. And in 2020, that's really hard to find right now. I definitely recommend you check out Buffaloed. It has really good performances from Zoe Deutsch, Jermaine Fowler, and Jai Courtney. Now let's switch gears and talk about the movie Shirley. Here's a quick synopsis. A young couple move in with author Shirley Jackson and her husband Stanley, a college professor. This movie might be the strangest movie of the year. I don't know that much about Shirley Jackson going into it, and I'm fascinated by her now. Like, I might just read, like, a Shirley Jackson novel now. This is one of those movies that you can't explain the premise to someone. They just need to watch it to experience it. I think it was unsettling at times, but it was definitely worth the watch, and I think it's one of the best movies of the year so far, and one of the biggest reasons why is because of Elizabeth Moss, who I think is so good at playing these chaotic, out-of-control characters. I mean, she was so good in her smell. She definitely should have gotten an Oscar nomination for that. And she is so good at Shirley Jackson. You're like, what's going on with this person? Why is she acting like that? She also has a screen presence where you're like, I don't care what else is going on with any of the other actors. I'm just going to watch her do her thing for two hours. And if there wherever a year for her to get an Oscar nomination. This is the year. I mean, she's got this movie, Shirley, and she was also in The Invisible Man, which is one of the best box office successes of the year, and there are not going to be many of them moving forward. So this has to be the year for an Oscar nomination and a possible win. I mean, has anyone in the past decade had more success in movies and television? I mean, she's been in Mad Men. She's been in The Handmaid's Tale. Now she's starting to get the same recognition for her work in films. I mean, for a while there, her films were like these weird indie hits, and now she's starting to get that mainstream recognition. Simply put, she's one of the best actresses working today. And I think what's interesting about that is she's never done like a massive franchise. She's done it with hit TV shows and like these weird movies. The Invisible Man is not a Marvel movie. Yes, it might be a hit horror flick, but it's not those mainstream things that people get successful for. She She's not Jennifer Lawrence. She doesn't have The Hunger Games. She doesn't have X-Men. The fact she is a household name and has dominated media for the past decade and a half is super impressive. Also in this movie is Michael Stuhlbarg, who is also one of the best actors working today. He is phenomenal, and he can keep playing college professors. I'm fine with that. He played one in this movie, and he also played one in the movie Call Me By Your Name. This is a guy who's not a household name, but you've definitely seen the movies he's been in. Call Me By Your Name, Steve Jobs, The Post, The Shape of Water, Arrival, A Single Man. I mean, think about those directors, Luca Guadagnino, Danny Boyle, Steven Spielberg, 
Clark, Guillermo del Toro, Denis Villeneuve, and the Coen brothers. He has worked with the best directors basically alive. He's worked with directors who are considered legends. They keep putting this guy in his in their movies, and he keeps delivering great performances. I first saw him in Steve Jobs, and I was blown away. Yes, I thought Fassbender was great. Yes, I thought Kate Winslet was great. Yes, I even thought Seth Rogen was phenomenal in that movie, but the few moments on screen with Michael Stuhlbarg is phenomenal in that film. Even in this movie, the few moments he's on screen, like he's not in the movie that much, but when he's on there, he's a commanding presence. You're just like, what is this guy doing? He's going for it. This film, he's kind of silently menacing and he's controlling over his wife. Stuhlbarg is another guy who's going to win an Oscar sooner rather than later. Odessa Young is also in this movie. She gives the performance that kind of steals the movie. Her dynamic with Elizabeth Moss is scary at times. It's frightening. Their dynamic kind of makes the movie. They spend the most time on screen together. If that relationship doesn't work, the movie doesn't work. And also in this movie is Logan Lerman, who I think gets overlooked as a movie star. Yes, I know the Percy Jackson movies are not very good, but he's been so good in movies like Fury, Perks of Being a Wallflower, and Indignation, and so good alongside other acting legends like Brad Pitt, Al Pacino, and Tracy Let's. I mean, again, I'm kind of sick and tired of talking about this, but these young actors that are in these franchises that aren't quite that good get overlooked because they're just known as being that character. He is not Percy Jackson. He has done phenomenal work in smaller independent films. Even in his earlier roles like Free Ten to Yuma, I mean, he's the young son of the Christian Bale character. He's terrific in that movie. There is a 10-minute scene between him and Tracy Letts in the movie Indignation. It is the best acting I've maybe ever seen. That scene is just alive. It feels alive. That's how good that scene is. Logan Lerman is a big reason for that. And again, he has that dynamic with other actors. I mean, there's like this fight between him and Brad Pitt in the movie Fury. I mean, again, I just love intense actors and I think that's what Logan Lerman is. He's really intense and he delivers powerful performances. I think this film is paying more of an homage to the work of Shirley Jackson than being a biopic. Like, you can watch this movie and you will not know much about the action life of Shirley Jackson. And director Josephine Decker made one of the best films of 2020 so far. The look of it is aesthetically pleasing, but you do wonder how she feels about the real life people. Like, what is her actual view of Shirley Jackson, the person? And her husband, Stanley. Like, what are her viewpoints? Like, is this film how you feel about those people? Or are you just putting a horror author kind of in a horrific film? Like, it's fictional. Like, I don't know how much of the movie is real versus how much of it is fake. The film also explores like a reclusive author and I think those people are so fascinating like J.D. Salinger, Shirley Jackson, like that idea that they make work that is so impactful that people care about them, they become so famous, but then after that fame, it crushes them. These are people who are obsessed about the work of writing a novel, not about being famous. There's also a weird parallel between this and Elizabeth Moss's other film Her Smell. I mean, in that movie she plays 
a pop star and she just becomes known for playing that song. Shirley Jackson is somebody who's known for writing those books. Fame kind of ruins the life of both of these women. It drives them insane. And the way that Moss portrays both characters is kind of similar. I mean, in her smell, she's kind of despicable towards others. In Shirley, there are moments where you like really don't like her as a character. I also think this film exemplifies like the torture of being a writer. I mean, I've seen this in other movies like The End of the Tour. Like David Foster Wallace is like, I wrote this huge book and I'm expected to write another huge novel and the pressure of that. Like Shirley Jackson definitely has that pressure in her life to write another successful novel, whether it's her husband telling her to do so, keeping track of it. Like they need her to write another massive novel. All of her success is in in the fact that she has to write another horror novel to be a massive success. Also think having the film be like a younger couple and an older couple. Like the younger couple is the couple that becomes... Shirley Jackson and her husband Stanley like Logan Lerman and Odessa Young play characters that will eventually become Shirley Jackson and her husband's like that's the before and after Logan Lerman wants to become a professor and will probably eventually cheat on her like Shirley Jackson's husband has done to her I also just think this is a better way of showing me how unique Shirley Jackson is as an author than to give me a boring dull biopic about how she became a writer infuse some horror into the work of somebody who's known for writing horror also like the mentor relationship between Michael Stuhlbarg's character and Logan Lerman's character is also similarly weird and scary at times like there's a moment where he tells him to read his dissertation and he gives like a not so honest opinion on it saying that it's horrible like he just doesn't want that kid to basically become him and replace him in some weird way like, Stanley, Stuhlbarg's character, knows he has power over Fred, played by Logan Lerman. This is one of those movies you could watch over and over again and get something different out of it each and every time. I mean, the ending is open-ended. You don't really know what happens to the characters. The movie is mixing real-life elements of Shirley Jackson's life into one of her horrific short stories and putting her as, like, one of the main characters into it. And the Odessa Young character is fictional. The Logan Lerman character is fictional. I just think there's no other movie like this. It's not, like, a mainstream success. Like, not a lot of people are going to get this movie but if you give it the time of day i think there's really something there that's interesting i mean when people write horror we don't really think about how their real lives are because their work isn't based on their real life like what's really going on with stephen king we know he was like a drug addict but it would be like if there was a movie about stephen king where he was like the main character of the movie that's what shirley is it's putting shirley jackson into one of her works and examining her as a person without doing the whole from life to death story. It's interesting in the year where Elizabeth Moss is dominating movies, they're both kind of horrors. I mean, The Invisible Man is like a real horror film, and Shirley is about a film about somebody who writes horrors. She is dominating the horror genre, and she's getting more recognition for that because the horror genre has basically really become a mainstream genre. I mean, other than sci-fi and superhero films, it's probably the other main genre. I mean, you've got A Quiet Place, 
suits. You've got the id movies. I mean, Invisible Man made $129 million and probably would have made more if it weren't for the COVID-19 crisis. It will be interesting to see if Elizabeth Moss continues down this path of horror. There are horror elements in her other movies too, like her smell has elements of being scary. Shirley has elements of being scary. Will she be in more horror or continue down that path of TV drama? Her next two films are The French Dispatch from Wes Anderson and the movie Next Goal Wins from Taika Waititi. So those surely are going to be massive hits for Elizabeth Moss. I mean, she's working with the best directors. It is now her time to shine as a movie star. I forgot to mention she was also in the Jordan Peele film Us. I mean, that's another horror film. Her indie films were rarely being seen and now she's being seen on a massive scale in films like The Invisible Man and Us. I just think she's a terrific actor. She might be the best working actress right now and she gives one of the best performances of the year with Shirley. It's just a really weird movie that I highly recommend her, Michael Stuhlbarg, Loman Lerman, Odessa Young. There will not be another movie like this. You will see. It's so weird, yet it's so good at the same time. I highly recommend you check out Shirley starring Elizabeth Moss. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney. There'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. And this week, I put the spotlight on the movies Buffalo and Shirley. Next week, I'm putting the spotlight on the movies 7500 starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt and the World War II epic Midway starring Ed Screen. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe. Subscribe.